Want to stay up to date in scientific literature, drug information, and pharmacy-related news? You're listening to The Pharmacy 5, the top five things happening in pharmacy this week in five minutes or less. And now, here's your host, Assistant Professor of Pharmacotherapy and Board-Certified Ambulatory Care Pharmacist, Dr. Elizabeth B. Hearn. Hello, and welcome to Farm 5. The date is Friday, April 21st, 2023. Pharmacy services in the PREP Act have been extended until December 2024. The Public Readiness and Emergency Preparedness Act, or the PREP Act, allows pharmacists, student pharmacists, and pharmacy technicians to administer COVID and flu vaccines, COVID tests, and some oral COVID treatments. We will maintain full authority to vaccinate against and test for COVID all the way to December of next year. However, COVID treatments like Paxlovid are currently regulated by the U.S. government and may one day be transitioned to commercial purchasing once the public health emergency ends in May which could impact our abilities to dispense these medications. But for now, we're still good to dispense Paxlovid and Legavrio until December 2024 or until the products move commercial. The part of the PREP Act that allowed us to administer childhood vaccines will expire on May 11th, so pharmacists should rely on their state and local laws to determine if it's appropriate to administer pediatric vaccines after then. An NIH study could change STI care for men who have sex with men and trans women. The study included MSM and trans women who were either living with HIV or taking PrEP and with a recent diagnosis of gonorrhea, chlamydia, or early syphilis within the last year. They were randomized to either receive standard of care treatment for sexually transmitted infections or they were given 200 milligrams of doxycycline within 72 hours of condomless sex. This treatment group was called the doxypep group, where doxycycline was used as post-exposure prophylaxis. MSM who received doxycycline after condomless sex experienced about two-thirds lower incidence of gonorrhea, chlamydia, and syphilis, which is really impressive and meaningful for this high-risk patient population. However, the concern for antibiotic resistance shouldn't be overlooked. While overall rates of infections were lower for MSM taking doxypep, they experienced higher proportions of tetracycline-resistant gonorrhea. Medicare kicked off a coverage expansion for continuous glucose monitors. Until now, CGM coverage was spotty and required proof that the patient was taking multiple insulin injections per day. This week, all insulin-treated patients, regardless of the number of injections, with type 2 diabetes and traditional Medicare coverage can get a CGM. Also, some patients who don't take insulin but do have a severe history of hypoglycemia can get a CGM too. Covered CGMs include Dexcom 6 and 7, Freestyle Libre 14-day, and Freestyle Libre 2, but the new Freestyle Libre 3 is not covered yet. CGM use is recommended in diabetes treatment guidelines, so this Medicare expansion helps many receive the guideline-directed monitoring they need. Please note, this excludes Medicare Advantage, so only traditional Medicare holders will benefit. The COVID vaccine schedule just got easier. The old monovalent Moderna and Pfizer vaccines are no longer authorized for use in the U.S., and the newer bivalent vaccines can now be used for all individuals six months or older. Since the two-dose monovalent series is now antiquated, adults receiving a COVID vaccine for the first time ever now only need one bivalent vaccine to be considered fully vaccinated. Regardless of which vaccine was originally received, most patients need one bivalent booster, and anyone 65 or older needs an additional booster if it's been four months since their last shot. More details, the schedule for special populations, and the schedule for kids under five can be found at the links in our show notes. Tomorrow is the DEA's National Drug Take-Back Day. 
During the last drug take-back day, nearly 5,000 collection sites across the U.S. collected over 300 tons of medications. DEATakeback.com has a collection site locator to find take-back spots near you to drop off unwanted, unused, or expired medications. Encourage your patients, friends, and family to start spring cleaning and get rid of those old medications tomorrow. Thank you to Drs. Crystal Hodge, Suresh Madhavan, and Krista Heinrich for your contributions. That's all for this week, folks. Catch you next Friday. Thanks for listening to Pharmacy 5. References for today's episode can be found in the show notes. If you'd like to contribute breaking news and hot topics in pharmacy, find your host on Twitter or TikTok at Liz Hearn PharmD. To receive your weekly update, follow our show, Pharmacy 5, wherever you listen. And we'll see you again next week.